You're listening to the 76th edition of the Bitochen Podcast, and we're going to continue. Mekaris from Chazal, sources from our sages, about the idea of Bitochen. So last time we spoke about the power of tefillah, the power of the tefillah, I kept thinking this week, actually trying to employ the prayer of that Kohen, of that priest, who asked the Vashan that his children shouldn't come to any takala, any avera, any davar machur, such a powerful idea to be praying for our children, be praying for ourselves, that nothing bad should come about because of us. We've heard stories about people who were involved, heaven forbid, in, in an accident, causing some kind of damage to another person. Nothing bad should come out because, because of us. We cannot be talking about that kind of thing. We can pray about that kind of thing. Nothing bad should happen as a result of our children. Their interactions should be good. They should be a force for good, a, for, a positive force in the world. That's what we saw last week. And he continues here in Tanah the Yo, one more section. It's very interesting. This is what Hashem said to the people of Israel. So he's talking to us. Bonai, my children. Does anyone have the ability, really, in this world, to provide you with your needs, with food, with drink, your basic necessities, with a home? All of those who deny the Torah, the atheists who say all we need to do is work harder, invest better, they're not going to help you for certain for the next world, right? The Kaddish Baruch Hu is saying to us, listen, you want to know who can guarantee that you have all of your needs in this world? Who can guarantee that you'll have a portion of the world to come, which really means an eternal closeness to our Kaddish Baruch Hu, to God, because of the fact that we've worked on our relationship with Him, because of the fact that we've yearned to have a connection and our trust, we've, we've strengthened our trust and faith in Him. But you, the children of Israel, I brought you to be next to me. I brought you close to me. Because everything belongs to me. This is Hashem speaking to us. It's amazing, so beautiful. Everything is my creation. Everything you see belongs to me. All the, the trees, the mountains, the skies. Not only that, I sit on my throne of glory, Hashem says. Which means, what is the throne of God's glory? What does it represent? Especially we're coming now into the Yimei Hadin, we're coming now into the time when we are Mamlech HaKadosh Baruch we make God our King. But what does that mean? We all know, but we don't know, about the fact that there's a new King in Britain. What is the idea of a King? What does it mean that Hashem sits on his, his throne of glory? Not only did I create the world, but I sit on my throne of glory. The throne means that there's a king. When we have a king, so the king, his main job is not to make himself uh, wealthy and, and grandiose, but his main job is to care about his people. He's, he sits on his throne of glory. It means that he is involved with and he's working on the needs of his people, on the needs of his kingdom, on the needs of his country. That's why a king sits on his throne. When Hashem sits on his throne, it means that he's there, yes, we know it in judgment. But besides for that, God is determining, what are the needs of my people this year? What are, the, what are their needs for Parnassah, for livelihood? What are their needs as far as their children? 
What are their needs? And that's what we're talking about. So Hashem says, not only did I create the world, not only is everything mine, everything belongs to me, but I also care about you. And I also sit on my throne of glory, which means that I care about your honor. I care about you honoring me. And I care about your needs, providing you with your needs. So what does he do on his throne of glory, God, as it were? Amazing thing. It says, at a third of the day, God is reading and learning. He's, he's reading from, from Tanakh, as it were, and he's learning the Mishnah. He's learning the Torah. A third of the day, God judges the world to see are people doing what's right. What are the results of our actions? Guiding things as they should be guided, right? According to what we do. If we do good, we receive good. If we do bad, heaven forbid, we don't receive good. The last third of the day, Hashem says, you know what I do? I'm doing charity. I'm involved in giving uh, sustenance and livelihood to all of the creatures of the world. Right? Hashem is involved in making sure that the bugs have their food. He's involved in making sure the birds have their bugs. He's involved in making sure that the fish have what they need. And of course, the pinnacle of all creation is the human being. And we are the most important, and therefore Hashem cares the most about us, making sure that we have what we need. It's called Masa Yodai Shabarasi Bailami. I take care of all of the people, the human beings in the world, and all of the creations in the world. It's not like, Hashem is saying, you know, it's not like I just created everything and just let it roll. Of course, there's nature, of course, there's a system that He made, but he is, He's involved in the details. As the Pasuk says, Shenemar, the Pasuk says in Isaiah, Trust in Hashem forever, forever, because with the name Ka and Hashem, God fashioned the world. It doesn't say He fashioned the world, it says fashioned the worlds. It's plural. Right? As we said before, that Hashem, not only does He want us that our needs should be taken care of in this world, but He also wants that there's another world, there's a spiritual world, there's a future world, the Olam Haba, which is really here in this world when the, when the world becomes sanctified. And we speak about Shabbos is Me'in Olam Haba. Shabbos is a day of, pure, of purity, of sanctification. Today, when we stop all of our mundane activity, we get involved in tefillah and prayer, we eat in a holy way, we sing songs to God, we learn Torah, we focus on what's really important in our lives, we're focused on our families. That represents the way it's going to be in the world to come. We're not going to have, we're going to be finished with the Sheshit so all of the work that we do. We're not going to be involved in livelihood as the Rambam writes, why did the Chazal, why did they want the Yemosah Mashiach, why did they want the days of the Messiah? For the reason that we're going to rule over the world, we're going to be leaders of the world, that's not what it's about. It's about because we're going to be able to sit and study the Torah. Spiritual pursuits, we're going to be able to sit and commune with God. So that's what the future looks like. But how do we get there? And perhaps we'll actually talk about this in this week's Parsha podcast. But how do we get there? It's because of the work that we do here in this world. If we're working on our bitchu b'ashem adiyad, if we're working on our faith in God, in our bitachin in Hashem, 
then we are zeiche, we merit that what, whatever we've done in this world is who we are for eternity. So if we are focused on that, focused on our relationship with Hashem, and we're developing that relationship and that trust, so then when we get to the world to come, that will be waiting for us there as well. We're the same person. We don't change. That's why I say, if you trust in Hashem's name, honestly, if you truly trust in Hashem's name, you'll never be embarrassed. Shinamar, as the Pasik says, It's a very important point that in the world to come, there's a description which I actually just heard from a Rosh Hashiva, but I think about it often. It says, each person in the world to come can be burned by the chuppah. A chuppah is a, is a place where a person lives. The, the sanctuary of each individual. Each individual will have a sanctuary in the world to come. A place where they will receive good Hashem's divine light, right? Hashem's divine light is overwhelming. We need, we need a chuppah. Right? The chuppah tiyel it says. The purpose of a chuppah is to provide shade from the day. To provide protection from the overwhelming sun. God, as it were, is a powerful light. And in order to receive that light, we need to be, in a certain sense, protected from it. So each of us will have, in the world to come, a, uh, a, a place, a location, and we will see others and their location and what they earned through their efforts in this world throughout their lifetime. And each of us will, will see, this is how my Rosh Hashiva said it, we'll see another tzaddik, we see another person will say, why didn't I think of that way of serving Hashem? Right? There are certain people who they have a certain focus. Some people their focus is chesed, doing kindness. Some people their focus is learning Torah. Some people their focus is bitachan. Some people their focus is tzedakah, giving charity. But each one of us has a certain place. And that place is determined by what we accomplish in this world. But he says, Lo I might see another person's, another person's accomplishments and who they are and what they became and what they earned, so to speak, insofar as being able to receive the light of Hashem. But I won't be embarrassed forever. I might, be, I might see something that I wish that I could have accomplished, but I'm going to also see my own accomplishments. But how do I make sure that I have those accomplishments? We think of our challenges and our problems as something that we need to get through and we need to get to the other side of it and we just wish that they would go away, but they're an opportunity for us to develop in our relationship with Hashem. And if we have these challenges and we have these journeys, they bring us to a place of a relationship with Hashem which we have forever and we won't be embarrassed because we've developed that relationship with Hashem. So it's an incredible thing. It's an incredible opportunity every time we have a, a problem. We don't have to think of it as problems. We have to think of them as opportunities. And the Pasuk says, Also in Psalms, chapter 25, verses 2 and 3, My God, I trusted in you. Let me not be embarrassed. Which in the Pasuk chat means, please, it's embarrassing when I, when I ask Hashem for help. And He doesn't seem to provide the assistance that I request. But there's a double language here. All of those who hope to you will not be embarrassed. It's, it's true in this world, as we said before, 
there's an aspect of it and we see the results of it. We see a taste of what it's like because we trusted in Hashem, we see the results of that trust. We see that Hashem helps us. He provides us with our needs. He provides us with the answers to our prayers. But it's not just true in this world. That's the point. There won't be an embarrassment in the world to come. Because we went through the difficulties. We developed our relationship with Hashem. We sought Hashem's advice, so to speak. We sought Hashem's will. We were looking for it. What does Hashem want from me in this circumstance? What does Hashem expect of me? There is also a promise through the, the prophets. Shanemar, the Pasuk says in Jeremiah, chapter, uh, chapter 17, verses 7, and, 7 through 9. Famous Pesukim. Blessed is the person who trusts in Hashem. Hashem will be the one on whom he can rely. He will be like a tree who is planted next to a lot of water, right? If you've ever been to a park, there's a park here in Ramat Beit Shemesh. I invite you to come and visit us here. Happy to show you around the hills around Beit Shemesh. I'll be happy to show you the park. And in this park, it's called Park Yarmut. In the Yarmut Park, there's a, there's a, water, there's a water source there's an underground water source, there's water that flows through the park, and you can see that right next to the area where the water flows, flows more in the, in the winter than in the summer, but right next to that spot, it's very lush. There's a lot of grass. In the locations where there's a lot of water, so there's a lot of life. A person who trusts in Hashem has planted himself next to the place where there's a water source. Hashem is the source of life. And that person, a person who has planted himself in that location, he is somebody who everyone is going to come to because the leaves, the product of that tree, they're, they're refreshing. There's a, there's a shade, you can sit there in the shade. In a time where there isn't a lot, where the produce of the year is scarce, he won't be afraid of That tree will not stop from producing fruits. That tree will continue to produce fruits. Why? Because it's sitting on a water source. It's sitting on an underground water source. And that is what Bitochen looks like. It's such a beautiful muscle from Yermio. Hashem is saying, I promise you, if you attach yourself to me, you need not fear, you need not worry about all of your needs in this world. Even when things are, are tight, when the whole world is going mad, Chaos, lack, but Cyrus, heaven forbid, a lack of food, a lack of livelihood. You don't have to be afraid. You're sitting on the water source. So even though there might not be any rain, but you're sitting on the water source, you have everything you need. And everyone will come to you for their needs. Ashrayimat Sadikim finishes off the tongue of the Be'eliyo. Praiseworthy are the righteous. Shakach Bitchainan. This is their trust. They trust in their Father in Heaven. If they trust in Hashem, they're attached to the source of life. God created the world with all manners of wisdom. Each of these represent a different idea. Chachma, Bina, Das, Haskel. Wisdom, intuition, 
das is another aspect of the balance between wisdom and intuition, raw knowledge and intuitive knowledge. That's why it says, that's why it says they'll be like a tree which is planted upon the waters. So this is the idea. What does a person get when a person has trust in Hashem? What does a person accomplish with their trust? They get an attachment to the source of life, to the source of the water that they need, the source of livelihood. And they're not embarrassed in this world because their needs are fulfilled. Their trust is fulfilled. And they're not embarrassed in the next world. And I was thinking, this is a connected topic. I was thinking about the fact that, you know, what does it mean that I have all of my needs in this world? It doesn't necessarily have to mean that I get everything I want. And we've spoken about this in the past, but it's, it's always worth repeating. You know, I, I want a lot of stuff. I want to be wealthy. I don't want to think about money. I want to be popular. I want to be successful. I want everyone to like me. I want everyone to bow down to me and think I'm amazing. Right? That's what the, the human being wants that. I want all my needs to be met. I want my, you know, I want to have food. I want to have a place to live. But sometimes it doesn't seem that way because I look around and I see that other people have more. Right? That's the key. Other people have more than me. And, I, and I'm no longer happy with what I have. Bitochen means that I see what I have and I just appreciate what I have. I, I regard what I have as, as what I need. Shem, Bitochen, and we've spoken about this in the past, Bitochen means that every single thing that I have is exactly what Hashem wants from me. Right? What Hashem wants for me not just once from me, once for me. And this means that when I look around and I see something that's not mine, that's not mine. That's not what Hashem wants from me. Right? Bitachin takes away, if I have true bitachin, it takes away my jealousy. It takes away my need for other things. Like the classic mushroom, which I've said to you many times, a child walks into the house and, and he, they're so happy, they had a good day at school, whatever. They come in and they see another kid has a candy that that child got in, in, in Ghan. Because they had a party that day, a birthday party. And all of a sudden, the child who was so happy is upset and jealous because the other child has a candy and they don't have a candy. And that's how we are. Hey, can I be happy with my accomplishments? They're not as great as someone else's accomplishments. You know, my... Uh, whatever it is, there's so many things that we can talk about that each of us have a certain accomplishment and we compare it to others and we don't feel like our accomplishments are as great as others. But part of Bitochen is Lo yevosh. Lo yevosh I don't have to be embarrassed in this world. I don't have to be embarrassed in the next world. And I can be embarrassed inside of my own mind for my own desires and my own expectations. And the promise is I don't have to be embarrassed because I can be so happy with what I have. I can appreciate that Hashem has given me exactly what I need, exactly what I have. So it's kind of this interplay, this balance, this ruts of a shove. Sometimes I need to be running and sometimes I need to be sitting. Ratsa means to run, shove means to sit, or to return. In this context, I want to say sitting. Sometimes I need to be running and saying, Hashem, this is what I need, provide me with my needs. And sometimes I need to be sitting and saying, Hashem has already provided me with everything I need. I don't need to, I don't need to need more. And that's the idea for today. 
And I thank you so much for listening. We'll see you again next time.